Hey, what do you study? I study the ethnography of religion. Religion in the Caribbean and the American South. I study acts of identification and social formation. I study contemporary religious identity in India. Theism, Hebrew Bible, Old Testament, and Holocaust and genocide. History of the field and the politics of classification. You philosophy of religion and the intersection of development studies and religious studies. Religion and popular culture and religious texts. What do you study? Welcome to Study Religion, the podcast of the Department of Religious Studies at the University of Alabama. You may have noticed the new introduction for our podcast. Um, think of this as the beginning of season two of Study Religion. Uh, we're going to get this as the first episode of season two. It's our first episode of the new academic year, and we have a lot of firsts to talk about this year. Um, firsts are interesting because they point um, to the past because you look back and say that was the first time we did that or the first time that happened. But they also point to the future because if you have a first, you probably have a second and a third and a fourth. Otherwise, it's not the first thing that happened. It's just the time that happened. And groups like to mark firsts. Firsts are a way of representing ourselves to ourselves, representing the group. When we say that uh, that's the first time we did that another way to describe who we are so in this episode let's uh, share two firsts to tell us a little bit about who we are in this department let's start with our new MA our new master's degree in religion and culture we welcomed our first cohort of MA students to Manly Hall this fall so this week uh, I sat down with our three MA students uh, Sierra Lawson Emma Gibson and Sarah Griswold to talk about the courses they're taking, the uh, what surprised them about the program, what are they reading, what are they doing, and what's it like to be in the first cohort of the first year of a brand new program. They had a lot of interesting things to say. So I'm here with our three MA students. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Start with you, Sierra, and work. <laughs> Sierra Lawson. What? I don't know what else there is. All right, perfect. Grilled <laughs> cheese connoisseur. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Emma Gibson. I mostly do philosophy of religion. I've been reading a lot of Derrida recently in my independent study and delving into religious theory. Okay, I'm going to read you right now. <laughs> 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 I, um, okay, I'm Sarah Griswold. I'm finishing my master's this year and I'm into studying colonialism and how all of that worked in India. Uh, all right, so what I wanted to do um, now is hear about the program now that we're like half the way through the semester of the first semester of the first cohort of the first MA students. Um, I'm curious, like, what are you guys, like, let's, you're, you're taking, you're, you're all in the foundation, the two foundations courses, right? The 501, the social theory class, and the 502, the digit public, digital public humanities class. 
So, what's the 501 class like? What are y'all reading in there? Yeah, a ton of stuff. This week we're reading Bona Silva, right? Yeah. yeah Bonilla Silva. Bonia Silva. And we've been reading Bourdieu and... A lot of, like, basically if our professors could just keep running with their blog posts, I feel like that's what we're reading, like, just really intense, um, like, social theorizing about pop culture or, like, historical phenomena, essentially. How's that class organized? Like, what, is it, is there a stru- what's the structure of the class? Is it, like... Uh, there's some structure. So each week has um, a theme that okay. isn't really necessarily like readily apparent other than looking at the syllabus. But um, so each week the readings are centered around that theme. And like last week we were reading about identity. And Dr. Amy's response to our readings was, who knew identity was so complicated? <laughs> um yeah, and like we've had like a history week, an identity week, a culture week. Power. It's culture. a really cool structure to the class though. Like we come in and since it's so long, I guess like, what is it? Like two and a half hours, a little more. And so we'll come in and then we'll pick a reading and then just roll with it. So we talk for basically the whole time. We don't take breaks because we get caught up in what we're talking about. And we tie in other stuff that we've read. One of us does an example application where we do like a mini blog post essentially in the class. We just pick something that we think um, helps us to get at the author's general intentions. Those are fun. Yeah. So it seems like it's got a good balance of sort of the theoretical readings, but then also sort of actually using it practically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like what Dr. Ramey is a master of. (laughs) He's a master of many things, but like I think he's really good at that and so... It's a good placement with um, who's teaching the two foundations courses, I think, for the first cohort. Yeah, now it's the awkward part. I'm trying to ask you about the class you're in with me because <laughs> I'm teaching <laughs> Well, the... we hate it. <laughs> well, what's that, what's that class been like? Let's think, I mean, no, but what have we been doing in that class for those who aren't, since we're all in the class, the <laughs> for those listening, what are we doing in that class? Literally things that I have never heard of before, so that's been nice, like how to navigate blogging, um, Omega, like learning how to make the humanities digital, I guess. I don't, yeah, like seeing the backside to all of the stuff we've been exposed to before, kind of, like all the stuff that's supposed to make us super jazzed about like the potential for scholarship. Um, we're learning the back end of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of funny how it's working out, too, because, like, so much of the stuff that we're actually working on, I've thought about doing in the past, but didn't have the drive to, like, figure out how to do, and now you're just sort of like, here's options, do it. (laughs) Yeah, same. And it's really cool to see, like, other places at the university um, being also really excited about the stuff we're doing, like the Mm -hmm. Digital Humanities Center? ADHC. The ADHC. ADHC, yeah, um, Alabama Digital Humanities Center. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's cool. And then today we're going after this. We're going over to the Sanford Media Center to learn how to make podcasts. So pretty timely. Um, so thinking about the program so far, uh, 
Uh, well, besides those two foundations classes, what are you doing? What else are you guys working on, taking, doing? I know Emma and I are TAing, so we're alphabetizing and grading a lot. Um, <laughs> in my independent study, I'm reading pretty broadly on Virgin of Guadalupe studies, um, but also reading quite a bit of social theory and just thinking about how we represent the groups that we study, I guess, would be my independent study. Thinking. Yeah. We're in Russell's 440 class. Oh, yeah. What is that? <laughs> uh, we're... We're in an undergrad class on theories of religion, and we're kind of there. We set the stage for the course in the beginning of the day. We meet once a week, and we give a little synopsis of two um, theorists, historical or contemporary, and then each of the undergrads has a kind of topic that we engage with in like a roundtable discussion, kind of. So like myth, and then, I don't know, we've presented on a lot of different people. Gender, race, yeah. yeah. What have you been doing, uh, Sarah? <laughs> For those, this is a podcast, and so no one can see me looking at Sarah when I say, "What have you been doing?" Identities. Well, um, yeah. So I turned in my thesis proposal this morning. That was groovy. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of reading for that, um, centering around like narrative formation and I guess myth like theories of myth and how those all operate together in this site that I'm working on um, and then I'm also taking uh, Vallatuna's theories of myth as like supplemental to all of that so that I can have people to talk to besides just you and me sitting in a room <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I've been most of your classes are you and me talking about a book. Yeah. Um, I think that's my whole next semester is just me and Russell talking about books. You <laughs> should cherish that. This is like no, a rare I, it's thing. No, I'm not we're lamenting like, suddenly it. Suddenly it's like we're in Oxford and it's just your, just your whole graduate <laughs> career is you and your advisor. Yeah, no, I don't lament it at all. It's just You're not stuck in 15, 20-person seminars like I was. Yeah, where we awkwardly just stare at each other waiting for other people to talk. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious what... Um, What's been the most, what's been your favorite thing to read or to do or, or even, not necessarily favorite, it could be favorite, but most favorite or unexpected thing you didn't, you know, um, halfway through your first semester in your first year? Just like overall or? Yeah. Okay. Any of the very, I mean, you all named different classes in independent studies and TA and all that stuff, but. TAing is totally their favorite. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I really liked reading Judith Butler in 501 because since I do philosophy it was so philosophy and I was like yes like I didn't know I would be reading this in you know religious studies this is awesome and applying that to like religion and theory and stuff like that was really cool we fondly refer to her as Jubu now it's, <laughs> it's, it's a shorthand <laughs> Like Pomo for Jubus was in American religion a shorthand for there were a lot of Jews who got interested in Buddhism and were going back <laughs> nice. as Jubus, but now it's Judith Butler again. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite part is uh, actually the buying a domain name that we did in your class because it's like a tangible place that I can go and realize that I'm a actual person doing things <laughs> and putting them out in the world. 
um, and kind of like is a good way, a good reminder to myself about like my future goals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love that I have a website. That's awesome. Yeah. When Russell shared my blog post, that was probably peak academic <laughs> success. <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. I was like, whoa. That was the 501 blog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should, I need to spread the, the love for those blog posts on 501 more broadly. Um, so if you're listening, go to blogs, <laughs> blogs.religion.ua.edu slash RL501. Uh, there's like two or three posts? Two posts up there right now. There's two. Three? Three. Three? I posted because you had a second one. Mm-hmm. I yeah, haven't written so. one yet. And Stephen has a nice blurb, too. Yeah. So, yeah, and who's and Stephen to his credit built that whole thing. So, those. What about you, Sarah? Uh, I think mine's probably related to Sierra's because I got way too into that Omega project and like <laughs> both in that day that I got way in the depths of the programming of the plugins, but then also like just organizing all of the things. So for folks who don't know, what's Omega? Oh gosh. Um, it's so it isn't it like build as like the WordPress for museums, but it can do other fun yeah. stuff. Like, it's yeah, it's like this platform where you can build exhibits of stuff and co- organize them in interesting ways so that you have something to yeah. present to the world. Yeah, it's like digital collections, collaborative yeah. curation program. Yeah, and so we <laughs> built something. We need to like figure out what we're gonna. That's our conversation after we finish this conversation. Is what we're gonna do with the AAR archive, the archive that we built. Um, but you got really into that. What yeah. was why? Um, because I got into all of the like deeply like organized <laughs> parts of my personality, but also like my background with math stuff. I really like figuring out how to organize and present things in meaningful and interesting ways. It was a solvable problem, and you were not satisfied by <laughs> yeah. the fact that we did not want to solve it, and we were okay. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why. We've so that's been telling why. people, though, about it, because um, we went to one of the ADHC's um, little mini-talks and uh, kind of shared with them our experience and, like, how you could um, avoid some of the things that we faced, maybe. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We got people checking it out. So. Oh, wow. I haven't looked at the... I don't know if it has a stats tracker. We'll have to look at it. Off so what was, what was the ADHC <laughs> talk you went to? It was uh, one of the workshops that, one of the, what is it, 10 workshops that we do for our certificate. Yeah, or, yeah for the Digital Humanities Certificate. It was on was metadata. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So it was, even though it was kind of like we did it backwards, it was really nice to get like an explicit. <laughs> Build the digital collection, <laughs> then go to the workshop yeah, with metadata. Yeah. It was cool to like sit in on an, like, an explicit, like standardized informational talk about what metadata is because um I don't know I just found myself getting lost in a lot of the Dublin core ways of organizing metadata and it was really reassuring to know there's other ways of doing it out there and like how other people that this is their full-time profession view these elements um that they draw upon yeah there's like you know there's metadata librarians like that's that's what yeah that's actually yeah yeah so we've talked about Omeka we've talked about Judith Butler Jubu, <laughs> hashtag Jubu. Um, we've talked about. It should be a T-shirt. Oh no! You're welcome. <laughs> um, anyways, 
Uh, we've talked about all. This. So, what does all this have to do? You're in a religion and culture in MA. What does all this have to do with the study of religion? All of this stuff. What does it add up to you as you think about getting your MA in religion and culture, but you're doing all this stuff? Just adding more layers to the onion of my <laughs> life in religious studies. I guess I'm just. Uh, expanding my method and theory and figuring out how to get it out there to a broader audience um refining my skills i guess it's definitely like opened my mind to the different ways of studying religion that i wasn't really exposed to before so instead of studying religions it's studying how we study religions which is like I didn't know we would go so in depth with it, but I'm glad. So meta. Yes. You're glad though. Yeah. Why yeah. Glad? Um, because it's so philosophy, and so I like it. It's like, I don't know. It's it's just really cool to do theory instead of like history. I don't know. It's just yeah. a different way of doing religion. What do you think, Sarah? Well, I'm so I'm thinking about um, the well that is. <laughs> When are you the not? center of my life? <laughs> I know, right? Um, and like it's it's really nice because I feel like I can talk about this thing that exists in the world, but not just talk about the fact that it was a statue of an angel that had an inscription of the Apostles' Creed, and I can say other interesting, fun things about it. Fun's really not an applicable word here, but um, yeah, fun things about this side of. Murder. Just multiple sets of death. Just yeah. lots of death. Yeah. Fun, maybe not accurate there. But um, I can say interesting things about it and have those interesting things be related to the other statues and other sites of commemoration in the same spot that have to deal with similar things. But it's not just on the level of, like, Christian versus Hindu. It's on the level of, like, varying forms of social formation and, like, why colonialism and nationalism at this particular site affected those things. Yeah. So you have a much more, I like, it's interesting because you're, <laughs> so, you know, you're further along, you're finishing up this year. Um, so I feel like you have a much more specific, like, I see how these things help me with this thing I'm doing. Right, because um, I have this, like, one thing that I'm trying to finish. Yeah, you have a giant pile of dirt you're trying to move. Right. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Shovel ready. Shovel ready. That's right. <laughs> This phrase. Um, well, great. Thanks for telling us all about the project, about what you're working on, the program, and everything. I think this is helpful. Thanks again to Emma, Sierra, and Sarah for taking the time to talk about the program. For anyone interested in being part of our next cohort of MA students next fall, we are accepting applications now. Uh, the deadline for applications for full consideration for funding is December 1st. You can find out more about the program at religion.ua.edu and click on the graduate tab at the top of the page. Uh, I need to do two quick plugs for projects that those very same REL 502 students are working on. First, uh, you heard them mention Omeka, and as they've learned Omeka, um, which is a uh, content management system for digital collections, uh, they built a collection of materials uh, related to the American Academy of Religion. That's been the kind of object of study for the 502 class um, as they've 
learned these digital tools, they've been applying them to thinking about uh, the institution of the AAR as a kind of uh, as a kind of object that they've been analyzing and examining, and and so they have a image, a collection of images, and and all sorts of things uh, related to the American Academy of Religion, which is the National Scholarly or Organization for the Study of Religion. They have everything from books uh, signed by scholar religion Jay Z Smith when he was at the meeting to um, buttons and tote bags, uh, old copies of the bulletin of the American Academy of Religion from the 1960s, which was kind of like a newsletter before there was, you know, websites and internet. Uh, the This bulletin has all sorts of really interesting stuff and they scan them and put them in there. So you could, they're calling this collection artifacts, like A-A-R to facts. Get it? Artifacts. Artifacts. Um, so you can find it at artifacts.michaeljaltman.com. I'm hosting it on my server for now. So that's A-A-R-T-F-A-C-T-S A-A-R-T-I-F-A-C-T-S dot michaeljaltman.com. And uh, just come check it out. It's got a lot of cool stuff. And we're adding, uh, soon they'll be adding a plugin where you can submit uh, images and data of your own AAR stuff. So if you've got a stack of tote bags or you've got cool buttons or old hotel key or old papers of manuscripts that you presented or anything related to the AAR, you can contribute to artifacts. Artifacts. Um, yeah, we'd love for you to do that. The second thing I need to plug is looking to the future. Those same uh, REL 502 Public Humanities students will take over the next episode of this very podcast. And they need your help. They had a great idea. So, dear listeners, we need your help. Uh, as part of our REL 502 course, we're putting together a collection of stories about people's experiences at the annual uh, American Academy of Religion national meeting. This year it's going to be in wonderful Boston. Uh, the AAR is more than just an academic conference. Like it's a social and cultural event. There's all these conversations that happen, dinners that happen, and funny things, interesting things, amazing things, scary things happen. And so uh, we want to capture those aspects of the meeting that don't show up on the conference program. We will take the best stories we can gather and use them in an upcoming episode of the podcast this very podcast, Study Religion. Um, you can submit your story to us three ways, and we welcome anonymous submissions. You don't have to tell us who you are or anything. You can if you'd like. Um, so three ways. One, you can call our AAR Stories hotline at 205-626-9346. That's 205-626-9346. And you can leave us a message, and we'll pull that off the voicemail and use the audio on the show. Or you can record yourself telling your story and email the audio file to religiousstudies.ua.edu. Um, be sure to put AAR story in the subject line so we can make sure those uh, get put in the right place. So again, that's uh, make an audio file and email it to religiousstudies.ua.edu and put AAR story in the subject line. Or lastly, we set up a form on our course website. So go to blogs.religion.ua.edu blogs.religion.ua.edu slash rel502 I know it's a long URL uh, and click on AAR stories in the menu and there's a there's a place you can submit your story there as a t and like in text write it out for us um, or you can also look at our Facebook page or our Twitter feed or my Twitter feed to find those the link to that as well um, and that same link has other information if you need the phone number again so 
please help us out. Check out the artifacts and uh, send us your stories. We'd love to hear them. Now, we've had other firsts besides these first MA students. Um, two faculty members celebrated a very important first, their first books. Uh, Vaia Tuna and me um, published our first monographs this summer. And uh, rather than interview myself about my own book, I caught up with Professor Tuna to talk about her new book. Uh, it's called Fabrications of the Greek Past, Religion, Tradition, and the Making of Modern Identities. It was published by Brill in their Supplements to Method and Theory in the Study of Religion series. And I'll uh, read the publisher's description to give you a sense of what it's about. Taking seriously critiques of historiography produced in recent decades, Vaia Tuna advocates for an alternative approach to the way the past is studied. From Euripides, tragedy, Hippolytus, to the notion of voluntary associations in the Greco-Roman world, to the authenticity of traditional villages in Greece, fabrications of the Greek past argues that meanings, and thus identities, do not transcend time and space, and neither do they hide deep in the core of material artifacts waiting to be discovered by the careful interpreter. Instead, this book demonstrates that meanings are always relative to their present-day context. They are historical products created by social actors through their ever-contemporary acts of identification. So, Vaia uh, was kind enough to stop by my office for a chat about the book and how it reflects her approach to the study of religion. Uh, but actually, we started by talking about toast. We say toast. For panini. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. I learned something Except every day. Some cultural difference. <laughs> um, all right. So let's do this. Let's talk about this book. Um, so the first thing I, was, I wanted to ask you um, about the book uh, is how did you come... There's so many different sort of sources in here, right? You've got plays. You've got... Um, these mystery cults and 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 then the, the final I, I love the the and the epilogue the example of the tower. Yeah. What like what was the way in for you to all of this? Did you was it the like was there one of these things that that caught your eye and you started looking for other ones or? Um, um well, I had like I'm I'm trained you know um, in ancient Greece, so that's. Like when someone would ask me, um, what is your field of expertise? That I will say ancient Greece. So, and um, the first chapter, um, uh, Euripides' tragedy, Hippolytus, was actually my master's. So, and when I started my PhD, I wanted to do something, again about ancient Greece, something about mystery cults, which became my second chapter. Mm -hmm. But... Well, I started my PhD, there was a shift in the way I was approaching material, ancient past things, text, meanings, and all that. So um, I, it, it, it was a kind of frustration about how we talk about the past. So these two uh, were the, um, the way into the problem. And then, as it happens, Right. You write a paper that you you see connections. You say, "Oh my God, there's something here. There is a story here." Uh, right. So, um, yeah. So when you say the problem, what's for you? Um, what's the problem of the past? 
as you see it or the way people the 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 to accurately describe it like there is a constant like whatever i'm reading is this critique of other scholars who have uh, misunderstood uh, how the past has been uh, described or represented and they they want to tell us how it actually happened but when you look at how fragmentary it is you can but constantly feeling feeling gaps to construct this past and 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 no one takes that seriously the feeling off those gaps they they think that they are just pu putting together a puzzle by looking at secondary sources um and 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 this is my frustration of not taking seriously that this filling off the gaps to reconstruct or to talk to describe the past is our doing so it's very modern it's very in the present and it has mm -hmm. to do with where are you coming from what are your readings what are your uh, position um what are your influences that go into the filling off so is history as a social science just just doomed then <laughs> uh, well no well no i don't think it's doomed i i i i always get this question um but there is a lot of work to be done by historians if they change if they make a shift in the way they understand their work like there's a huge number of books that if we were to change the way we approach the past we would probably say a much more interesting story well when you say change their approach what does that look like what do you mean so as opposed to you're saying there's like a sort of filling into the gaps that we don't necessarily pay attention to or folks aren't sort of aware of so what would the change look like what's the kind of history that you uh well i i Obviously, you can say just my book is a perfect example if you want. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, I don't want to sound like too uh, much, but this is what I tried indeed to do in, in my book. But um, to, to expose those gaps, to look at modern discourses and what they try to authorize in the present. Um, And then a shift is, I think, and that's why I was thinking, I was not thinking of my book, I'm thinking of my next book, actually, my, my new research, uh, which is very, like, in, in its beginnings, um, that I'm taking seriously what I'm saying in this first book, that we should, instead of looking at reconstructing the past, look in the present and what, what is happening, I'm interviewing um, this past summer, um, archaeologists and local people at uh, an archaeological dig and how they talk about the past, how their relationships construct perhaps or construct a certain kind of discourse and how we understand how, how the past is understood by them. So my shift it is to the present. So yeah, I want to so what do you see as a relationship between um, this book and that what you're doing now with this interviewing of archaeologists and stuff like how do you see the trajectory um, of your research like what was this book and then what is this next book I, I think the, the first book set the the stage for me like I'm looking at in each chapter um, I'm examining 
um, a way with which the past is uh, fabricated. Yeah. Like its interpretation, its categorization, its um, classification, representations. So having established that, then, okay, what do I do in my next book is taking those things seriously and see how they operate in um, different settings, in modern settings, but that are related to um, discourses about the past. So you, yeah. So you look at you look at um, uh, Euripides' play in one chapter, the mystery cults that you talked about, um, uh, the frescoes, and then the I like the traditional village was my favorite chapter. Um, it's a wonderful village. Wonderful. Well, it just it, as an Americanist, it's like yeah, it's like there's we do this too in lots of ways. Right. Um, uh, especially I grew, you know living in the south when I was in college in Charleston all of the different plantations you can go tour um, but I was that, that gets me to my question which is so you have these four very, these four very specific examples um, from your work uh, both in ancient Greece and modern Greece what's the thing that that me the scholar of American religion that the scholar of South Asia that the scholar of Islam can take from your book um, and mm-hmm. export into our own um, like, what's the, what's the sort of bigger lesson for those of us in the field more broadly? I suppose, oh, I don't know, depending on uh, the interest of every <laughs> uh, author, right? Um, um, I think that everyone is dealing with the issues that I'm dealing uh, in the book. And that is, in one way or another, eventually we will be talking about the past. So, I mean... At the very least, this is what the book prompts everyone to do, to take seriously or to um, be self-reflexive, I guess, about the way they approach the past, not as something that is stable uh, and that uh, we can have access to, but what is our um, implication in looking at the past and how we we use it. So I think anyone who's, uh, like, whatever field is working, we, we are all dealing with interpretations. We are all dealing with categories and classifications and representations, right? Yeah. So how how do we um, do we take seriously those um, those tools? I was actually talking. So one of our uh, MA students, um, I recommended read your book. Who's actually working on South Asia? So I think that's right. I think there's a lot of people that are thinking about these questions of the past. And tradition and history. My um, my last question is okay. So, what is this? How does this book reflect your uh, approach to the state of religion, to religious studies as a discipline? Um, it has religion in the subtitle, religion, tradition, and the making of modern identities. But um, you know, you're talking about mystery cults and and frescoes, but like also plays villages um you know i don't you know there's not a single i don't see myth or ritual or text in any of these sacred text or holy or any of these words in the chapter titles um i'm actually glad you did <laughs> so <laughs> only because so uh, as, as a first book a kind of statement of what i think the field should look like you know what is right. what does this reflect about your take on how how we do religious studies we always complain i mean i always hear uh complaints about um, how religion is defined or studied and um, 
actually there are books now out that uh, want to um, get rid of the word religion and they go on to talk about the things that they have always been talking about and that is rituals and that is gods and myths uh, which to me doesn't really change okay you take off the word religion but then you go on to study the things that you were studying by using the right. term religion i think this book shows like uh, exactly this that we can study other things and not necessarily uh, myth and ritual now one may ask me well is it about religion well is it ever about it? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's a whole other book <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay here here you go i mean i have uh two <laughs> yeah so um we'll close just you want to say a little bit more about this so you work this archaeological project that you're working on yeah. um where's that headed i'm very excited about uh, this now as i said it's it's fair in its um beginning um this past summer i uh, stayed at a village in uh, greece uh, that was um, that was an experience. Uh, speaking of tradition, um, because I had in mind the traditional villages that are characterized as traditional villages by the state, and here I am going at a village that it's not characterized as traditional, but I think it was very traditional, <laughs> and that was an experience. But tells you a lot about my um, me coming from a big city and the kind of ideas I have about what is a village, what is a traditional village, and, and all that anyways. But uh, that's, that was a parenthesis, that was not your question. But all this, I think, my experience in being there for two weeks, um, talking with people about, um, about their past, which, uh, which is actually very interesting to, to say only this, like no spoilers, they, they don't talk about the past. They talk about the present. They talk about them in the now um, in reference to uh, the past, which I find fascinating. Like, hmm. I think it's going to be a wonderful work. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to hang out and talk. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Should I say that in Greek? <laughs> Those of you in the Tuscaloosa area who'd like to hear more about Vaya's book or my own can join us uh, for another first in the department in the next couple of weeks. We'll be having our first ever REL book event at the Ernest and Hadley Booksellers on 7th Street in Tuscaloosa on November 3rd. It's a Friday night at 6 p.m. You can find out more information on our department website or our department Facebook page under events or uh, Ernest and Hadley. Find them on Facebook as well. Um, so that wraps up our show. Study Religion is a production of the Department of Religious Studies at the University of Alabama. For more information on our department, go to www.religion.ua.edu or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash R-E-L at U-A. Have a comment or a question about the podcast? You can email us at religiousstudies at ua.edu or reach out to us on Twitter at, at Study Religion. If you want to see pretty pictures of our historic campus buildings, the wonderful Manly Hall, and the squirrels who live here, follow us on Instagram. Again, at Study Religion. And if you've enjoyed the show, this is really helpful. Please subscribe to us in iTunes and leave us a comment 
and a rating that helps other folks find the show. I'd like to see us soaring up the rankings in iTunes in the religion section or the education section. And uh, don't forget to check out Artifacts. Uh, again, that's A-A-R-T-A-F-A-C-T-S at uh, dot michaeljaltman.com to find that. And send the 502 students, those wonderful MA students you heard earlier, send them your AAR stories. I will talk to you all soon. Roll Tide. Can't go again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>